You are tuning in to Missouri NEA Connects, a podcast to focus on all things Missouri education, from policy to practice, so that each of us can unite, inspire, and lead from where we are. We're happy you're here. And welcome to MNEA Connects. My name is Lindsay Weatherby. I am a member of SDNEA, and I'm here with Colin Davitt, our director of imagination and wonder. Wonder with Lindbergh School District, and we are here to talk to you about well, ChatGPT and AI and all of the things that are on the forefront of education, and we as educators need to be aware of. So I will let Colin introduce himself. Hey, everybody. I'm Colin Davitt. Um, I was a, an elementary teacher and then transitioned to the technology department, then transitioned to the curriculum instruction department, and then into the teaching and learning department. So kind of this road to where I am now. But my, my job primarily is to teach teachers and students how to use and implement technology in a meaningful way. And uh, I can tell you that as a teacher here at Lindbergh, Colin has been instrumental in a lot of the things that I have done and some of the new, the new tech that is coming out. He's kind mm-hmm. of our go-to person. And when I think about all of this AI, I feel like I have a very specific idea of what mm-hmm. it is. But every time that I talk to you, I feel like you bring in another layer about it. And I think that we have a lot of members who honestly don't even know what it is. So I'm just going to start with, will you lay out for us kind of what all of this AI is? One, I think it is, um, even to back it up a little bit. So prior to say January of this year, um, we were all users of AI in some way, but we just didn't realize it. So if you look down probably your phone that you're using right now and snap a picture, there's AI inside the camera that is making that picture look really good. For example, like a long time ago, my grandfather would take forever to set all the settings on his DSLR camera and then um, pose it and make sure the lighting is right. And it would take a long time to get one snapshot. But now I just hit like uh, portrait mode, snap a picture, and it's perfect because there's AI in there. Similar to like the um, when you pick up your, your phone and you're typing away, like look at your thumb versus the, the letter T. And you know, how do you get T and then H and then E? How does that just work? Well, they say the, um, the target for where your thumb is going to land increases dramatically. You don't see it, but because it's just predicting what, what's going to happen. So then in January, I think it was January, like this chat GPT became available so you could use it. So you're not just like a recipient of the AI, but now you can actually do something with it. And there, there is a very, I guess, loose idea of what this could be. So like a computer performing tasks that typically require human intelligence, it can include things such as ability to learn, uh, to, to, to generalize and to infer. So I feel like there's what we talk about today and then two days from now, it's going to be slightly different. And two days after that, it's going to be different because uh, what this did is that I feel like break something open where people now saw the possibility and every day, there's a couple of newsletters that I subscribe to. There's more and more um, technology, or sorry, AI tools that are appearing. Some are free and some are freemium. So they're free and then you have to pay for them. But uh, I, I've never experienced anything this like this in my life. 
And then one last thing on that is um, first time in my life, you know, how everybody always says that hey, you should work harder, not uh, work smarter, not harder. And you're like, yeah, I probably should do that. And then you sit down and you're like, ah, if I knew how to do that, I would be doing it already. And like, there's nothing that figures that out. Like, you know, there's so many apps to be like, oh, use this and you'll be so more uh, like organized. And then you're not because it, it doesn't always work like that. Um, but this is the first time in my life I've ever had a tool that I could work smarter and not harder. So, and, and that kind of leads us into my second thought is mm -hmm. how can this be used? So I know the way I'm implementing it, um, I'm a special education teacher. So when I have a student who I feel like I've tried everything with, I go in, I give very specific prompts as to I've tried this, this, and this. I have no idea where to go next. And it will spit out ideas of things that I can try for said student. I've used it to make quizzes. I've used it um, to write not necessarily a speech per mm -hmm. se, but like if I have to put in, um, you know, we did a presentation and I didn't do this because I wasn't smart enough, but the woman that I gave the presentation with did like put in her speaker notes and things that she hadn't thought of. Um, so what are some of the other ways that we as educators can be using this to work smarter, not harder? So one thing I would say is think of it not as Google. Like we go to Google and ask a question, it gives us a response. And then, um, then maybe you, you scroll through a whole bunch of things. Um, and with, when I started using specifically chat GPT, I used it like Google. Like I got asked a question, it would come up with a response. And I was kind of stuck in this loop of like, well, how is this any different? When you shift it a little bit to say, ChatGPT is your assistant um, and treat it as your assistant. And when you, when you ask a prompt or you ask a question, treat it as a conversation. So you keep coming back to it to refine it and to like, if there's a quiz to say, well, that, you know, that maybe that wasn't quite right or redo question number four uh, to a DOK level of two. Um, you can even say it as simple as that. You can even misspell words and it's going to come back with the correct response. So I think one thing it would be um, looking at it in two sections, uh, personal and professional life. For example, if you are like my son who is um, 17, you can sit down every, I mean, since the day he's been born, every single week, sit down and we make the menu and the grocery list for the week. And since he could talk to now, um, hey, it's a blank page. We will make, we will buy whatever you want. Well, I don't know. Just do whatever. And then sure enough, the week comes and it's, he's <laughs> never happy. So um, one great thing you could use is chat. You can go in there and tell the genders, the ages, the likes, the dislikes, how much time it's like. We have very little time on Wednesday and Thursday. And so I need some menu ideas and it will come up with, and like maybe like, oh, we want to eat more red meat or, or, or no meat or whatever it is. And it will give you the whole everything. Uh, the whole meal plan for the entire week. Then you can even say like, I don't know how to cook that uh, Thursday meal and it will tell you exactly how to do it. And then so I know some listeners are going, well, that's Google. Not really because go to a recipe site and you have to scroll, scroll, scroll. You'll pass mm -hmm. grandma and sitting on a porch and all this other stuff. And then you're not really sure where the, the, the ingredients are by the time you just gave up uh, beside you. And so this is, I think it's a really smart, concise way to do it. Then you just say, create a shopping list. It will take that whole week's worth of meals or dinners or whatever and compile it into a shopping list that you can use then to purchase uh, and go about your business. I've been using it right now. I've been um, 
I treat it as like a research assistant. So we're looking at a few big programs, like studying ideas of like, if we did a program in say two or three years, um, you know, what, what might that look like? What are the steps we have to take to get there? And at first I was using Google, but when you give ChatGPT a, a specific prompt, you are an expert in, um, you know, name the program. And then you give it a task, what I want you to do, and then a format to say, I want you to give me a list. I want you to give me a bullet point. I want you to give me a table. And so then it will, you're telling it what output to give you. And that is, I, I found, um, pretty dramatic. Another thing I've done is taken that same prompt, whatever the prompt is I put in, and open up the new Bing, which also uses chat GPT-4. So if you're not paying for GPT, you can get some extra things out of Bing. Um, yeah. But you got to search the new Bing because there's Bing and then new Bing. And I've been telling people like Google searches for like the old people. <laughs> you need to go to new Bing because it will also then cite the sources where ChatGPT4 um, or ChatGPT generally does not. Okay. I um, have been using the old tech and still Googling. So <laughs> I will definitely be doing um, the new Bing moving uh, forward. Then I, I've got a smart prompt or a super prompt, I was calling it, but I found these online, so I didn't make these things up. So one of them is, um, it's fun. Oh, I love this one. So this is something you would, you would just type in. So I want to learn about, insert topic, share the most critical 20% of that information, uh, of information that will give me a solid understanding of 80% of the subject. So what I did is um, we were working on some proficiency scales. And sometimes after you work on it for so long, you're like, am I really thinking the right thing? Or you just get a little dizzy with all this stuff. So I, I threw that in there and then boiled it down to here's the most, what is it, the, the critical 20% of the information. So I can understand 80% of the idea of whatever we're working on at that time. So like if you are teaching a new subject, right, and you mm -hmm. maybe haven't studied it in the last 10 years since you've been in college this would be a great way to refresh before you actually had to create a lesson plan yeah. or, or help your children at home. Or you hear people talking about at lunch, like some topic or something. You're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or sometimes you hear administrators talking about things. You're <laughs> like, man, I'm not following you. And then you can just very quickly type that in. And within seconds, you have a really good understanding that you could ask better questions about. And so where did you find these prompts? Um, I would say there's a couple places you can look um, on Facebook. There's the AI classroom. There's a book called the AI classroom and this group kind of formed around that or was created by the author. I'm not sure. Um, another is on Facebook again, chat GPT for teachers, like FOR teachers. Um, there's a couple on Reddit that are very good, like AI assisted and then chat GPT. Um, and there's a couple of newsletters, but those are the places I would go to first to start kind of start to swim in this idea of what could be. So I also like to think of this tool as a first draft. Like there was a, um, for example, we uh, when I showed Cabinet, like what AI could do, there the communications department writes a lot of parent letters. Like there's a water main break, a power outage, whatever. They've got a form letter already to go. So you just send it to the principal. They can fill in the details. That way you can get the information out quickly. So we have, there's a, always scenarios are like, oh, we don't have a letter for that. So what I use ChatGPT for is like I, I said, you, I gave it a role. You are a chief communications officer for K-12 school district in Missouri. 
I don't know if I need the Missouri part, but I threw it in there anyway. And then, um, it, and I briefly in, in two sentences, uh, this is the scenario that's going on. I need you to write a letter to parents in this style. And then I copy and pasted about a page and a half worth of bits and pieces of letters we've sent out in the past. And within, oh, two seconds, it printed out an entire letter that we could copy paste, edit a little bit, and then send out. So it created the first draft in no time for us. And then we were able to, we, we, it was just an exercise to show the power of this. The benefit of this is that it wrote it in the style of our chief communications officer. She read it, her team read it, and they all were like, this sounds like we wrote this. Um, but the first draft was written by AI. I was very impressed. So, I mean, I think that really kind of leads into this next thought of what does this mean for our students? Because even, I mean, we all know Snapchat is like the way of the world these days. Mm -hmm. There is a Snapchat AI. And I think about like my son who is starting kindergarten this year, he will never live in a world that doesn't utilize AI, uh, at least an educational world. Uh, and in everything he does from that point forward, I feel mm -hmm. like everything is going to have some form of advanced intelligence, if you will, built into it. So what does it mean? I don't know, because um, I feel it's kind of like there was definitely some pushback and that reminds me a lot when I taught second grade and in the curriculum it was teach children how to use, I, I don't know what the standard was but like teach children how to use a calculator and there was some pushback from parents to say well if they use a calculator they're not going to learn and understand how to use math but then if you fast forward from that second grader all the way to high school now you're um Many of the high school courses require that hundred dollar or hundred plus dollar calculator, yeah, very my, expensive calculator. Got that for my son this year. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so it, it's expensive, but it's required. But it doesn't replace. Like you could give the kid the calculator and say, "Go do the math." And I'm like, I don't even know what where to begin. So the calculator enhances their ability to do higher level math. So I feel. Like I, I've been teaching my 17-year-old son to say, take that paper that you that you wrote, take the rubric because you can paste the rubric into GPT. You can paste the the paper in there and say, grade this paper based upon the rubric and tell me how to improve my writing. So then you can use that as a as an assistant or a tool. Kind of another thing is what what could it mean? Is there's the Khan Academy, which has so many great resources in there, and I forgot the name of it. Camera or something, but there's an AI built in. And currently, right now, you can get on the waiting list. Well, I'm going to say the price here, and you're going to think, oh, that's too much. $20 per month per wow. student. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> Except, what if I could tell you, and they have the, the data to prove this, that because of the AI, is like no matter where the child is, it's going to give them exact feedback how to improve no matter where they are in their learning progression. So what they're able to prove, they say you could take a mediocre student, they say, and turn them into a superior student, or maybe they didn't use the word superior, or a great student, um, because it is having one-on-one -on -one direct help, exactly what they need, exactly when they need it. They were showing some demos of it, and it doesn't give you the exact answer. So if you're saying, oh, just give me the answer to this, it's gonna give you hints and similar problems, and it helps tutor you through it. It's kind of like this old TED talk, and it was um, school in the cloud or something like that. And they said, 
at one point they gave, um, they put a, a computer of, and I'm probably filling in some blanks here, or uh, maybe I'm not saying it correctly, but it was like an, a computer that they put in the middle. I think it was in India. The kids didn't speak English, but the computer was only in English, and it was some very high-level scientific information. What they were able to learn in a very short amount of time was pretty amazing. But one, to increase this, he said he put, um, the researcher put a, grand, a grandma or a grand uh, there to just give encouragement. To be like, wow, how did you do that? Tell me more about this. Regardless if the, the grandma or the grand knew it or didn't know it, it was just this positive reinforcement. And I, when I saw this um, AI giving the positive reinforcement to the students, I was like, this, this is a game changer right there. I mean, that to me sounds amazing. So I teach special education. I mm -hmm. teach English. Um, and when I think about writing, I do feel like writing is one of the most difficult things to truly teach a child. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I had students who turned in chat GPT things. Like I got an entire paper. I got an introduction. And I, I feel like we're still figuring it out right now as to what what it needs to be, what it should be. But I do feel like that it could be a game changer, not just for my kids, but for all kids. Mm -hmm. And there's never enough time. I, when I'm working on papers, you know, we do each section and I break down with two days to conference and I have a classroom of eight kids mm -hmm. and I don't have enough time in two days to really mm -hmm. conference with them the way that I feel like I should. So the idea of having something like that, and I just think the way that you talk about how it gives positive reinforcement, I feel mm -hmm. like that's something that all kids need, but when you're struggling anything, you need it mm -hmm. even more. So I do like that aspect of it. Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we're kind of on the wild, wild west or in oh, the yes. wild, wild west, because mm -hmm. I just even with teachers that I work with, like you hear both sides like, oh, no, it's not good. And it's going to be mm -hmm. horrible for kids. And then, you know, people like me who are like, oh, this is going to be so amazing. And I can't wait. It's going to be a game changer. But I do feel like we need to teach kids how to use it. You know, every time that there's something new, we have to teach kids how to use it. I just don't know mm -hmm. that I know how to use it to teach kids how to use it. So what are the next steps for educators? One, um, kind of on the, another point too, because you'll also hear like, oh, well, not all the information is correct. 100%, like Google anything and you're going to get, sometimes I flip a coin, like 50-50, it's, but it's sometimes it's good enough to move forward. Again, going back to that first draft idea, because the hardest thing going to writing to is you give me a blank piece of paper and a pencil and say, all right, Colin, write something down. Even though my head is full of ideas, I'm like, done. Like, I, I can't write anything. I don't know anything. And it, it just kind of that like writer's block or the artist's block of a blank page. If you give me a start, this would be, it could open something up. And then that's when you can then swoop in and be like, oh, I see what you're doing there. And then help me build on. So um, we're like, as a teacher or educator in this field, I, some of the things I would say is just dive in. Because I was telling someone the other day, it really does not matter what you think, uh, what you believe. This is the current reality of our world. And we have to figure it out. Because we can say no, we can block, we can ban. Uh, we can chastise any child or adult using it, but they're going to leave your classroom, pull out their phone or go home, wherever they're going to be, and they're going to access this and they're going to use it. 
So our responsibility, I feel, is to, to help them. One really easy way in, let's say you're not ready for ChatGPT, but you use Canva. Um, and it's free for all educators. Uh, so definitely check that out if you are in the paid version or you're just using the unfree version or the blocked version, if you will. Go in there and create a new presentation. Look on the far right in the lower corner. You're going to see like little stars. Click that and there's an AI built in. And it's, um, I think it's help me create a presentation or something like that. Help me write is one of them. Help me create a presentation or something like that. Click that, type in a brief statement of what you want. And it's going to create a presentation for you with chunks of text and images to go with it. The benefit is we tried this out when we were doing some curriculum writing last week. And there were some teachers using ChatGPT and then cutting and pasting some things in the slides. I said, well, let's try this and see what, what, what will come of it. And it was a, I think it was like math reading skills for second grade social studies. They created a presentation in seconds. They went in and typed and edited a few things, and then they were able to link it to a resource bank for other teachers to use. And they said, when they did the last version of like uh, the prior standard, uh, it took them two people half a day to get it right. They said, we were able to get multiple standards done in a much higher degree of not only efficiency, but proficiency. Like the thing it was creating was so much better. So I know sometimes people think, well, if I'm using this, then I'm not putting my, my teacher soul into it, or I'm not really doing the work. But I think the real work is, if that's a presentation, the real work is going to be what happens. So uh, in it, the other is, let's say we black, block ban and everything else like that. Uh, again, uh, at least our, all of our kids in this district have access to Canva. And even if we never told them about it, they're going to find it very, very quickly and they're gonna use it. So exactly right, it's our responsibility to tinker with these things and then figure out how do we help our kids use it and to grow it. So one thing too is we've always struggled with kids presenting because they will put something like a ton of text on a slide and then just turn to the <laughs> screen and read it off. And they're like, so tell me a little bit more about uh, the compass rose. And they'll be like, because uh, they didn't get as regurgitated what was on the screen. So. Now is the time also, because they spent so much time creating the presentation, but is it the presentation or it's the presenting of the information? So I feel we have some good opportunities here yeah. to, to try it out. Oh, another thing is it's summertime. So somebody out there is probably going on vacation at some point uh, or will be at some point in the near future. Use ChatGPT to help plan your time in during the vacation. Say... Like, what times you guys are getting up, what uh, ages and genders are going, what they like to do, what they dislike to do. And it will start to create a day-to-day -day plan for you. The benefit of that is sometimes like, oh, but on Wednesdays, I don't want to do anything. And it will skip that day because um, sometimes people like to, uh, it, it helps discover new things wherever you, you are going. Another is, um, let's say like this whole entire week was rainy and you're stuck inside with your children which is um, not fun. Exactly. Pull up in ChatGPT and say, here are the ages and genders. Here's the random supplies I have at home. I need something to do to keep the kids entertained for at least 17 seconds. Um, so they stop uh, fighting or complaining or whatever, you know, whatever children do. And the, the things it comes up with are pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I honestly haven't really used it a lot in my personal life. I've been using it educationally. 
And even just in this conversation, there's stuff that I hadn't thought of that I'm going to go home and try. Um, but I do, I do look forward to the future of this tech and kind of what it can do, not only for my incredibly busy life, but my students and how it can truly help my students. Because I do feel like it is the future. It is our responsibility and they're going to be doing it anyway. So we need to teach them. And I think it's going to make their lives better. Yes. So, I mean, especially my kids, I feel like it's going to make their lives better. I've been calling it my superpower because um, I, like for me, I I had a really hard time in school where I eventually just dropped out of high school. Um, And I didn't, pretty much I couldn't read until fifth grade and it was just not my thing. And so looking back at all the strategies I use, looking at this, I'm like, man, if I would have had some of these ideas and some of these prompts, if you just Google like chat GPT cheat sheets or prompt sheets or something like that, there's a lot of things that will come up. It will help me express my thinking, um, help me go deeper into topics and ideas that uh, this is where that that saying that they always say, but there's going to be, I forgot exactly how it goes, but something like if, Will there always be teachers? Yes. Will there be teachers who don't use AI? Maybe not in the future. I know it's going to be this, there's going to be teachers who use it and leverage it to increase and get better and become more proficient and efficient. And then there's going to be people left behind, very similar to when Google really came out, it really accelerated some of our staff. And I feel that's another another acceleration point. I do have one more um, super prompt. So I know some people probably are, you know how your principal or somebody might go, hey, here's a great book and we're all going to read this book. <laughs> and then and sometimes you're really excited. Well, just pretend everybody's super excited about it. And you're like, man, I'm going to read this. It's going to be awesome. Then you're like, tomorrow you have to meet. You're like, oh, it didn't read. Because, you know, there's a hundred, you know, a uh, water leak or the, you know, a million things going on in life. So I found this one and I totally used it. I did read the book. Uh, but this really helps me. I feel it's like when you go to dinner and you eat an appetizer, that's like getting you ready. You're like, oh, I really, that was really good. I can't wait for this uh, next course kind of idea. This is like the appetizer. Like I, I did the chat GPT. Uh, I'll give you the prompt in a second. Give me, it got my brain thinking about, okay, this is what I'm about to learn. Read the chapter. I got so much more out of it. Because sometimes reading those professional books um, are, are not as not as fun or as engaging as like, I picked this fun book up because you gave me a recommendation. So the prompt goes like this. Provide a concise summary of the book, insert title, by, insert author, and highlight the main learning uh, learnings and takeaways. So I was able to do that and really hone in on, uh, and then I, I played around with a little bit to get different results. Maybe that's one of the other thing is, is if we went right now to, over to ECE, and we, I'm um, just looking around the room for any random item. And we showed a random item. Kids would be like asking us a million questions. And they may wander around and wander away from us and come back with more questions and questions and questions. We took that same item and showed to high school. <laughs> a lot of times it's like nothing. Like somehow their, their wonder and excitement kind of diminishes or they're just looking for the right answer. I don't really know what. I think the benefit of prompts is we could put that prompt in now and we may not get the result we want. And then we're going to have to sit down and like rework the, the prompt and rework the question and ask it a different way. And it, we've, it refines our way. I think it helps us make our thinking like visual and 
and helps refine our how we're asking questions because because when I ask something and it doesn't result in what I want, I have to keep asking, keep refining. And I think that's an art that we have to help our, our students never lose. Yeah. I know even just from when I started using it and then when I talked to you and then I went back and started trying to do different things, I did refine how I asked the questions and I've gotten much better results. So, mm -hmm. you know, I do think that's, I haven't, that's not even something I'd really thought of, but yes, there is an art yeah. to even just asking the questions. So. There's a new career out there called prompt engineer, oh. and that's there's qualifications. I think every teacher here is a overqualified for it. And I've seen some of the postings, roughly three hundred plus thousand dollars <laughs> a year. Um, but it's just learning how to ask different questions in different ways and to to get different responses. Yeah. Well, on that note, that yep. is all the time we have for today. There is a ton more that I'm sure we could talk about and think about and just the prompts alone. I feel like we could do an entire podcast on, um, but we will link in um, those different sites that you said to follow to kind of help find some of those prompts. And then if you are at all interested in anything else, you can always reach out via email and, you know, we will try to help you figure it out. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you can use ChatGPT or whatever AI to help you be a better educator this year. And thank you so much, Colin, for your amazing knowledge about this topic. Oh, you bet. You bet. All right. Have a great day.